Well, what's up, folks? It is game night all around the Delaware Valley, where we have obviously the Phillies in San Diego. Game run, game one of the NLCS. You also have the Sixers out in Boston getting their season started out with the Celtics. Also, the Flyers in Tampa, yes, right here in Tampa, taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning, defending their 2-0 record. They're trying to go 3-0. Lightning trying to bounce back as they've been playing not so well. But again, in the NHL, one thing you can't take for granted is in the very early of the season, you can go for a 15-0 record and then come to find out when it comes time, you don't make it to the postseason. So the Flyers trying to defend their record. We know the Eagles are off 6-0. And, of course, the Union are trying to make a run for an MLS Cup. So, so much to get into, so much fun. And I feel like there's a surprise guest is the way I see it, because unfortunately one person is a surprise guest. The other one, we haven't seen him so long that he is a surprise guest. So I'm even surprised with the surprise that he even surprised me with. So we'll get into that a little bit, but as we always do here to get you hyped up, it is again, game one of the San Diego Padres versus the Philadelphia Phillies out there in Petco Park. So we're going to do it the way we know we're going to do it. So enjoy this for the moment, and I'll see you right back here. Swing and a fly ball. Shallow center field. Coming on is Marsh. Still coming on. Makes the catch. The ball game is over. The drought is over after 11 seasons. The Philadelphia Phillies are going back to the postseason. We're going. We're going. Swing and a pop-up. Foul, third base side, Sosa racing over, foul ground, he's under it, he's got it! And the game is over, and the Phillies jubilant pile out of the dugout as they celebrate a win here in St. Louis, and they will advance to the division series to take on the Atlanta Braves. Fastball, hit to left, it is all gone! Harper sends one in the air, way back to right center, that one's gone! This place explodes! Now, it may not be one of those songs to give you the ultra goosebumps, but I tell you this much. I don't know why the Phillies chose that particular song. I can have theories behind it, but I don't know why. But nonetheless, the Phillies are in and continue in the postseason. So we hope that we see at least one win, if not tonight, tomorrow night, so they can close out the series over the weekend. Bank at Citizen Bank Park, and it's, listen, it was monstrously loud. Let's go now, who I'll have on here, here momentarily, as I had a short interview with her. She talked about the noise level over there, and Ken Rosenthal, as I talked about the other day as well, he said it was so loud there that they were actually sending alerts around South Philly and Center City saying how loud the area was. So, also, don't forget, as I mentioned the other day, Visit our sponsors, 
Philly Sports Trips, Tampa Joe's, and LGDirect.net, which is here in the studio, of course, down in Tampa. And don't forget to like and subscribe to our show, our social medias, so you guys don't miss a thing. It helps us continue to grow more and more content for you guys. And by the way, as I mentioned the other day as well, maybe, just maybe, there'll be these shirts become available sometime soon. We'll see as I'm still in talks, but it will be a great pickup for anyone. So hopefully you guys can see there on the screen as far as when it comes to the Broad Street South logo and the number 20. And the reason why the 20 is back there was because that's the year that we got the show started. It could have been number 12, as I told Fuji when I first met him, because even though that's Randall Cunningham's number, we know that B-Dog owns number 20, but it was a 12-year dream that finally came to fruition. So I went with 20 because that was a year that we started all and the love that obviously Fuji has for B-Doc. Listen, Dylan, get that goofy false thing in the green room out. You did it the other night, so you can go ahead and get rid of that thing as well. But nonetheless, we thank you for watching with us tonight. Episode 163, Phillies in action, Sixers in action, Flyers in action, and the Union going to be in action come Thursday night. So with that being said, I'm Angel, and welcome to Broad Street South. Now, I'm just wondering if someone in particular tend to forget how to come into the room. Well, I guess we'll find out if he actually can do it. I don't know. I felt like I had to pay the man to be here tonight. But nonetheless, yes, the godfather, Fuji, is back. What is going on, Angel NLCS? Phillies Padres kicking it off at 803. Sixers, Flyers, Philly is rocking. I'm back in the house. How's everybody doing? Angel, how are you? I'm doing just fantastic. And it is good to be a Philly fan for sure. Because I tell you what, Fuji, it's between the Eagles, the Phillies, the Flyers. Uh, again, I'm going to say this temporarily because the NHL is a complete different beast from everybody else. So I hope everybody understands that. Again, it's not one of those things where I'm trying to get jerk or anything else like that. Yes, the Flyers are trying to rebuild. Hopefully John T will get the show back on the road and bring the Flyers fans back. But nonetheless, yes, they are 2-0. They are here in Tampa, opening night for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So there's going to be a lot to be going on, and they're going to be raising the Eastern Conference flag up to the banners as well. And everybody knows that the Lightning going to be hungry because after losing to Denver, they hope to get back there as well, but we'll see because hopefully maybe the Flyers want to make it a postseason run. It's a long ways from now, a long ways from now, but we'll see exactly if it does happen. Uh, with that being said, as I hear the giggles from the, the call the Tampa correspondent there, and I'll bring up everybody here all at one shot. I hear Mr. Giggles. I, and again, put that goofy shirt down because no one cares. No one cares. I hate to bring the news here, but nonetheless, Orlando's getting ready to try and rebuild their team. Try and make Let's a go. Home. And the only one that likes to represent them around here is obviously Dylan because the rest of us love our 76ers. So, it, yeah, listen, put it down. Put it down. Philly's finest. Right. You Philly's can put it down. export right there. That's yeah. the number one bus for the Sixers. So, you need to get another jersey. Exactly. I do. I do have so, another jersey. So, so we, so we can start a whole show of Sixers busts. 
We could be yeah. here, old kingdom come. Yeah, absolutely. Starting out with the comments here, Joe V always coming in hot. He says, how about them Yankees? Let's F and go. Yeah. Yeah. Yanks, Phillies, and World Series would be outstanding. Uh, no, oh. we, we've seen that one. We've seen little, it. Unless little it's little rematch of 2009. We owe yeah. this yeah, yeah, bring it. Yeah. We could, I, I listen, I, as much as, as I would like to say, the Astros are going to take care of the Yankees. You're not going to worry about the Yankees. Astros are, are not stopping. They're, they're looking to, to go back, and Dusty – is looking for that elusive ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be cool. He does. Uh, Dusty Baker's been around a long time. Matty yeah, teams. He, just, uh, he, he deserves that. He knows ring, how to I coach. Think. Yeah, he knows how to coach for sure. That he and does. The Phil- you know. I mean, the Phillies brought him in when, uh, right, you know, the Joe Girardi process. So. Yeah. And What's right up, on Joey B. B says, Fuji and baseball are perfect together. <laughs> Slow and plenty of time for many more lights tonight. <laughs> Sean versus Fuji for most use of hair product contest uh, contest on tonight's show. Mm. And I'd like to put something out there. This is just water. No gel. <laughs> Mine's just dry. Sean's, Sean's here. He are, he are. So it's bigger than 80s hair. Yeah. Uh, hair band Thank tonight. You for that compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Break out the Motley Obviously, it's yeah. it's beyond exciting. As as we know, there's a lot yep. of things happening in Philly, a lot of good things yeah. happening in Philadelphia. That's uh thanks, Joey B for saying uh, the guys are looking I sharp. But uh, I know, thank you. I know Blue Jays rocking. Uh, I, I don't listen, it's you on the back burner. Night. I don't know why in the world. First of all, both of your seasons are over. Your minor league season and your major league season. So why you decided to sport it last night and then bring it back again tonight? I have no idea. Apparently, you haven't learned your lesson, except for your friend Larry. Thank you very much, but it's okay because I'll be watching you tonight, especially. So, what, matter of fact, where's your phone? Where's your phone? Mr. Put your phone way behind you. Put your phone Mr. way behind you, Mister Spalding. When you first joined this. Broad Street South podcast. Yes. You were Philly through and through. Roy Halliday is your favorite. He is still, and he played for the Blue Jays. So hop on the bandwagon, put the Blue Jays stuff to 23. No, I will. And put on the right jersey. I got a Phillies hat somewhere. Hold on. Well, there you go. You we'll take it. a bro- Where's the love? <laughs> Where's the Philly love at? There you go. There you go. Yeah. There you go. You got the fanatic. Pardon in the that interruption. From Very you, nice. But yeah. Yeah. Very sure. Well, you know, that's the way he ended up doing it because that way when he came down here, you have he has to tell you the story how much of a kid he acted like when he saw the fanatic, which was absolutely hysterical. And even the, the adults in front of him was like, has, has he ever seen the fanatic before? No, it's the first time. It's okay. He's my son. You know, he, he's gotta he's gotta take his moment with the fanatic. But listen, Fuji, it's it's been it's been absolutely crazy. What's up? Go Philly sports teams indeed. And uh, I don't know who, who sent that from Facebook, but thank you so much for uh, for sending the comment in. By the way, if you are on Facebook, they're going to be fixing a couple of things. But if if you put a comment up there and you're commenting from Facebook, please put your name with the comment. That way we know exactly who it is so we can give the proper thank you uh, to that person. So, by the way, it's been Fuji. It's nuts, right? Six and oh, it's Michelle. What's up, Michelle? Yeah, sure. I would have thought, you know. Yeah. Well, first of all, when when you look at it, it, again the Eagles and and oh, hold on. Speaking about the Eagles, let me let me bring it back just a little bit because mm-hmm. 
I want to bring up this this interview that I played the other day. Fuji wasn't here for it because he was okay. For those who don't know, first of all, Fuji was on assignment. I was going to send him to Alaska. I decided to send him to India because he was testing out some sandlot out there because apparently we're going to set up some sort of field, uh, number one. And then number two, he went to the ball game the other night. He got so, uh, what should I say, so many Budweiser's invested. Annihilated. He's Yeah, he slept at Citizens Bank Park, and security had to wake him up at basically the game after the Eagles game to remind him he had to go back home. That's why he wasn't with us on uh, on Sunday there. But, of course, I make up stories. That's not true. I don't want the man to get into trouble whatsoever. So, but uh, but nonetheless, <laughs> I want to play this there? back. <laughs> I want to play this back one more time when it came to Demarcus Lawrence, because boy, did he leave Lincoln Financial Field super salty. But I'm going to play it to the one part in this interview because I want him to one day say instead of saying who them, it'd be who us. Here's Demarcus. When he was asked the other day prior to the game starting before he left from Texas. You know, I think it's still areas that he struggles in, so you know, just attack the areas. Would you say it's not as hard or it's gonna be harder to bring him down when he's moving around the pocket? Or because you got I don't know if you think you have- all honesty, I really don't think about things like that. Um, you know, it's just trying to put as much pressure on the quarterback, making him uncomfortable, you know, as much as possible. Um it really ain't no science to this, you know what I'm saying? Football is, is played at a high speed, and, you know, um, being able to attack and be relentless, you know, all fourth quarters, that's what the game is all about. So, you know, we just play our style. Is this the biggest challenge the defense face this season? From offensive standpoint? <laughs> yes, it, it will be a good test for us, um, you know what I'm saying? I, I feel like, you know, they do have a pretty good offense. Um, you know, they got a, got a good receiver core, um, good quarterback, you know, good offensive line. So, you know, they, they well-rounded. But also, we them boys. Remember that. No. Now, you just heard him, right? We them boys. He was talked about the defense. He talked about the offense. And now you had to eat crow at the end of the game because you're not them boys. You guys went home as and, – and sorry for the loss there, Dallas. But you guys went home just as we expected for you guys to go. Now, by any means, am I saying uh, I'm going to kill Dylan right now? I, I'm just telling you right now, I'm going to end up killing you, but that's all right. But either way, the the big thing was, with obviously the Eagles, they showed up on their defense. It felt a little flat. In the third quarter, it felt a little flat, and it felt like Dallas was going to make it a major comeback. Thankfully, yeah. that they didn't make that comeback, and the Eagles take off. They're 6-0 by week. My question is, before we continue going with the Phillies talk as well, and, and I'll go around the table, minus, you know what, minus Larry over here, but I'll go between Fuji and Sean here. The the big thing being, is it this year, it seems like that bye week should have been just a tad bit later. We know the last two seasons, it's been later in the season. Was it too early for a bye week? And Fuji, I'll start with you. Well, going back to last year, the bye week was week 14. So, I mean, the Eagles had – 13 game stretch and now we're going into week seven and you know you lose lane johnson to a concussion garner johnson got dinged up but he came in and saved the game with two interceptions um you know these guys could get some rest and i mean it's any given sunday as long as barring injury there's there's no reason that this team shouldn't basically i don't want to say win out but 
you know, of mm -hmm. course, you got the Giants twice. You got Dallas again, you know, Christmas Eve. And, you know, yeah. still, I mean, a lot of people may say the Steelers is a win, but who expected yeah. Pittsburgh to go into Tampa this week and knock them out? Right. Um, I mean, you can't take no team lightly. It's it's any given Sunday. And, yeah. you know, you want to you want re everybody refuel the Jets, get everybody, you know, back on the same page, get Lane. It's probably better Lane Johnson would probably be out with concussion protocol. I mean, Jordan Mulata was out the Arizona game. They got right. him back this week, and he came back, you know, popped his shoulder in. He was good to go. But, you know, it's – it's early, but you know you just got to keep everybody fresh, and you know you got to come out with vengeance like you did the first six weeks. Now, mm -hmm. I mean, I myself, was, I mean, this team's six and zero, oh, and I really don't want to get in the sound like Seth Joiner, but the man does tell like it is. That third quarter, as you said, Angel, it was a little scary because when you're up twenty to nothing, you got to keep. You got to keep the foot on the throat. You can't let these guys hang around. Mm -hmm. I mean, you shut exactly. you shut the running game down in the first half, and you know you let Zeke and Tony Pollard just barrel through. I mean, I mean, really, they I don't even know if they even had one sack on Cooper Rush, and it was yeah. it was getting a little scary there. I'll admit. I mean, you know, I think I believe Dak's coming back, and who knows by where either team will be by Christmas, but. You know, you know, hopefully, I mean, like I said, 11 wins. I mean, this team, that's five wins away, and you're already at 6-0. and oh, So, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. this, this, I mean, there's nobody to fear in this NFC. Right now, the Eagles are running the table full-fledged. The Giants, yeah. who the heck saw them coming out of nowhere? Right. I mean, that's going to be a fight to the finish with them. Going on the rest of they knocked Green Bay off, they not Baltimore. Go ahead, Sean. I think it uh, all comes down to, like you said, with the Giants, Brian Dable from uh, offense coordinator from the Buffalo Bills. He just has that team running on all cylinders. Right. Minus, like, what, they got three wide receivers. They got two rookies. They basically have no wide receivers is what I'm trying to say. And right. Saquon Barkley's just putting everything Lighting on his up. shoulders. You oh, yes. Coming back from and, two ACL injuries. Yeah. And Danny Jones, he's not the best quarterback, but Dable's getting him with the right plays and the right mindset, and he's just playing smart. Just like Jalen Hurts, who would have thought that he'd be doing this this year? Everybody was saying he couldn't do this, couldn't do that. Well, I'm just happy to see him work on his mechanics and just mm -hmm. gather up that wide receiver crew and just run routes. And the season, like you said, is proven itself. Look, it's – they have that. He has that locker room, offensive and defensively. They love him. Definitely you know, bought sky's in his the limit. program. Yeah, and sky's the limit. I mean, I see us. The Houston Texans game, I think, could give us problems. The one game that you're going to, because, like you said, you can't take any team lightly. But I just see that team doing something. Because what are they? One and three? One and four? So right now, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Davis. I was gonna say Davis Mills is actually not a like he's not a horrible quarterback. Don't get me wrong. He's not the one of the upper like in terms yeah. of the draft drafted quarterbacks last year. He's not one of the top that were drafted last year. But he's definitely he was better than Trevor Lawrence last year by all regards. He's you know, serviceable. Yeah, he's right. serviceable. You know, yeah, he's a guy who could start in this league. 
I mean, you look at the next four weeks. I mean, the Eagles got the Steelers next week at home. You get the Texans on Thursday night. Again, as you mentioned, Sean, it's a short week. You just never know what's going to happen on a short week. And then you got the Commanders who are out with Wentz. And then you got the Colts who really haven't done anything this season with Matt Ryan under the helm, which has been a shame. It's like them and it's like all the new quarterback moves this season have kind of Nothing really has gone on. The toilet. And, yeah. Yeah. And Russell is now so. possibly going to be out for a little while. So, I mean, you look at the next four weeks, you know, it's going to kind of be interesting to see where this Eagles team will be. I think that Texans game, though, as you mentioned, Sean, I think that that really could be a, a true test for this team, even though they're, the record doesn't prove it. They, they've battled in a lot of games, especially last season. You know, they beat the Chargers last year. This is a team that can win football oh. games. And Lovey Smith is a great head coach. Yeah. Oh, I got a nice Go ahead, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. I was going to say they got a great Ronnie Dane and Rocky Dane and Pierce. Yeah, so. yeah. He was a bowler at Florida, man. He had like 11 touchdowns in the red zone. He mm-hmm. just loves to smash it through the end zone. But just like Angel and you said, Fuge, I think this early uh, bye week is pretty key because, like you said, Lane Johnson is get some rest with this concussion. You know, guys with the little nicks and dings. I mean, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next week or the following, excuse me, against Pittsburgh. Now, before I bring before I bring Joey B's comments back up here, because he's got a he's got a couple of zingers in there as well. But okay. it, is Denver, let me ask, is Denver having any kind of remorse at this point with the offer that he did to Russell Wilson and how that team has not responded? Yeah, I think so. They're they're definitely regretting. They gave him the money, and look at what he's done. He's well, it's kind of crap. Really tough. I mean, with the labrum injury, now his hamstring. I don't know. Hey, I mean, just to pick off where Sean. I mean, they gave up the king's ransom just to get um, yeah. Russell Wilson, and right. You know, it's to me. It just shows that they, you know, they went out and picked up Peyton Manning. Couple years ago, he got him the two Super Bowls, but it's like to me they can't even like draft the quarterback. It just seems like they just want to go out and trade for one. Yeah, which just to me just shows John Elway is not that good of a GM. I mean, here are a Hall of Fame quarterback that should know talent. You go out, you draft Drew Locke, who and other multiple quarterbacks, and then you throw him in the Russell Wilson deal, like. Who the heck thought mm-hmm. Geno Smith was going to come out slinging the ball the way he has? Yeah, <laughs> I mean exactly. Seattle's not the best team, but who would have thought? Who would have thought? Good team. Yeah, I was going to say who would have thought Mitchell Trubisky would have beat the Bucks this weekend? Like coming in for Pickett. Like I mean, it's this year has been so strange in terms of the next man up has re- Bailey Zappi literally is leading the Patriots to two straight weeks of wins. Like he's a third string quarterback out of Western Kentucky. Like, yeah, who would have thought that? But it goes to show you how smart of a quarterback he is, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's a diamond in the rough. Seventh-round draft pick. Nobody thought yeah. any of them, but he's getting it done over there. I mean, any team that's a surprise is the Jets with Joe Flacco and <laughs> – Yeah. Forget the other. Uh, Zach Wilson. Yeah, like, who the heck thought – I Zach mean, their Wilson. defense – their defense is playing lights out. I mean, Sauce Gardner, a rookie, number one pick. Quinn that Williams, kid, yeah. That kid's a baller. Yeah, for DJ sure. DJ Mosley. Mm-hmm. But now, so, here's yeah. the other thing. You guys have running back. 
Yeah, as you guys have brought up about Pittsburgh, but everybody doesn't seem to get either. Okay, yes, Mitch, you know, Trubisky end up coming in, winning the game, but no matter how you look at it, Mike Tomlinson is still on the hot seat, no matter which way you look at it, because yeah. he does not have control. People can say whatever they want to. To me, he does not have control of that locker room. That's the way I'm seeing it. Unless somehow Pittsburgh turns it around after the win they had from Tampa. But for me, Mike is still in the hot seat. Oh, I, I don't want to get I don't want to dive into hearsay, but who's to say Brian Flores don't this take is over? Successful. Why not? Mike, he did a heck of a job in Miami and they fired him. I think I don't think Tomlin's a problem. I mean, you look at Tomlin, he's been there for how many years? I think the front office does trust him as a head coach. I think he is one of the best head coach. He's up there. It's like in baseball where the Marlins are trying to keep around Don Mattingly. They're keeping him around because he's a good head coach. He's he's done well. He's had a winning season or 500 season every year since 2003. There's something about that 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 means something. And you know, he's Again, they're just in a situation where they're kind of trying to, you know, figure out what they're going to do after Big Ben. It's, you know, life after Big Ben at this point. Big Ben's been their quarterback since like what, 06, 05? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and, and Pickett, and Pickett's a good player. Pickett was balling until he got yeah. injured. Like, right. don't get me wrong. Like, concussion, think, yeah. yeah. Once you get the concussion, you're out. That's the yeah. new rule. Exactly. Like, you're not due to the severity of the, the head injury. I th- but just I like think Angel Pickett, pointed, I'm sorry. I think he lost the locker room. Tomlin, you know, that might be the case too. Maybe. Wow. I I think Pickett's still going to be a good quarterback in this league. I really do. I think being in Pittsburgh, being at home, I think the fans are going to gravitate to him. He, you could like, you look, I mean, if you were watching the game, I mean, outside of obviously Trubisky finishing up the game, it was a completely different Pittsburgh team. Like that team looks so different on Sunday. And, and I think, I think with Pickett under center, I think things could happen. And that, that Pickett to Pickens, the duel there with them too. That's going to be a special group if they, if they could get Pickens going here as as a receiver, a legit receiver as well. Yeah, they are. And uh, Joey B says, did Fuji fall asleep with a beer, wine cooler, or Gatorade in his hands on Sunday night? Beer minus one hundred, wine cooler plus five hundred, and the Gatorade even. So in any given Sunday, Fuji might fall asleep in front of your house in Metro Philly. Keep an eye out. <laughs> Tom, what's going on? I haven't seen you in a while. Good to see you here back on oh, the show. Tom. We do appreciate it. And, uh, yes, a lot of red. A lot of red at Petco Park. Wait, where was that Larry comment? I saw Larry comment. I'm not worried about in. Larry. Larry <laughs> and your nonsense is not going to happen around here. <laughs> Sean. uh, Sean's internet Sean. slips more than Russell Wilson skips plays in Denver. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, I got to admit it's the phone. I know. Broncos I'm working on the show. <laughs> Broncos own new ownership. Elway is totally out of the picture now. The Boland family is now totally out of football. Elway, a very, very right man now and away from football. And it's, uh, listen, it, it's just, it's a shame. It, it really is a shame what's going yeah. on out there because for the money that was dropped, Honest got it for Russell Wilson. And he talked about he didn't want to be because Seattle wasn't going to do anything. And then now Seattle has more of a winning record than Denver does. And, Which is, and, I mean, who in the world even saw that one coming? You would multiple, have never thought that. The multiple draft picks to come with us. It's, right. I think it's it's yeah, Pete Carroll. It's Pete Carroll. I think Pete Carroll is a, is a great football mind. Pete Carroll has found way. You look at when Russell Wilson came into this league. Russell Wilson was not projected to do anything in this league. You know, he wasn't really there. There was no like hype around him at all. And then 
you know, Russell Wilson blew out and became this big thing. I mean, obviously, Geno Smith is in a different situation, but and Pete Carroll is a great head coach as well. Like, again, I think more than ever, you know, coaching is important, especially in the NFL. And when you have a good coach like that and Pete Carroll, you know, one of those diamonds in, in terms of coaching, I mean, you know, you have a guy like that, he's going to help out a team a lot. And having a guy like that in a mind like that, you know, rubbing that off of Geno Smith, you know, he's, he's played well. He's been one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL, surprisingly. Yes, it's, it's, and, and then you have, of course, the KC Buffalo game. And again, I, mm-hmm. I, to me, Buffalo will be the team representing the AFC. I, I yeah, can, and Pooja, I know you said the Chargers were the sleeper pick. To me, the Bills, the Bills are, are, they're determined. And you can see it. You can say whatever you want to about the Chargers, but to me, the Bills are determined, Fuji, to represent the AFC. So I don't know how you're still feeling about your Chargers. Bills are the team to beat. I just, no, the Chargers went out, spent a lot of money. Khalil Mack, um, JC Jackson, you know, they went out and, you know, put a good, pretty good defense there, but, you know, you got uh, Keenan Allen out, you know, so Herbert got, you know, nailed in the, in the sternum a few weeks back. And, yeah. you know, it's just another team that's topsy turvy out there in the AFC West. It is. Well, apparently, Joey B says that there's 10,000 no show expected this week for a Jets game here in Denver. Jets find bet our Jets. Fans buying the tickets left and right. It might be a home wow. game for the Jets in Denver with the crowd. And that's crazy. And, and you figure, who saw the Jets beating Green Bay? How about that yeah. one? Yeah. I don't yeah. think anybody I, saw that coming. I think defense wins games, man. That defense was just on bottoms. I mean, they were punching them in his mouth, man. And and just like Fuchs said, they got a lot of young talent, first-round yeah. talent. Quinn Williams, oh. Sauce Gardner. Mosley, I believe, a lot of guys from uh, yep. Baltimore Ravens. Oh. I mean, goes on I mean, and on, but yeah. I mean, Robert Spalas, though, you know, came from the 49ers. Yeah. Being the defensive coordinator under Mike Shanahan or Kyle Shanahan. And, um, yeah. you know, Joe Douglas, you know, go back, you know, assistant to Howie Roseman, you know, just obviously doing something right up there. Took him a couple years. He got got rid of Adams, the safety, and traded him to Seattle. Got some draft picks. Yeah. You know, maneuvered some guys, picked up some guys in free agency. So, finally turning that franchise around. Yeah. It seems to be. Yeah, it's yet, but. I was going to say, which is good. I mean, it's a good thing that they're turning things around. I mean, the Jets fans deserve it. They've had a lot of losing. Uh, they've, you know, they had the butt fumble incident. And, you know, ever since then, it's kind of been downhill from there. So I mean, they've been a doormat for years. So. Yeah. Yeah. They have. And then you figure you got, you know, Carolina obviously got rid of Matt Rule. And, and I saw that one coming because when you decided to take the job at Temple and then beat feet down in North Carolina, you didn't do anything to prove anything to anyone in North Carolina. So now he's gone. Baker Mayfield is injured. And I'm pretty sure he wanted to show Cleveland what you couldn't do. I was going to get it done down there in the Carolinas. And now they have to wait and see what's going to happen with Baker Mayfield as far as his injury. So there is yep. so many different things that are going on. And I'm hoping that still Miami takes their time with Tua, make sure that he's 1,000, not 100%. He's 1,000% sure that he can yeah. come back. And then he's feeling much better than he has. Could sue back to back. And and we've seen games again. We saw in the Monday night game. There's these are 
injuries. I don't understand what is so hard for people to understand. The head-to-head, -head, one of these days, is going to end up killing somebody. Running on the playing field, plain and simple. I don't know what it is with these guys that they just can't get that mindset out. Or there's got to be some sort of bounty going on because the head-to-head -head injuries is going to end up paralyzing somebody. I guess that's what's going to end up happening before the NFL gets even harder. So I don't even understand it. And on top of when it comes to the commanders, and I talked about how Ron Rivera was upset when they kept talking about the commanders, when they kept talking about uh, Carson Wentz, the problem is in your front office. No, listen, whoever wants to listen to us, whoever doesn't want to listen to us, when it comes to the audio download, and thank you for everyone overseas who listens to the show out in Italy and Spain and Brussels, Germany. I mean, everywhere. We thank you for, for always tuning in. But the, the problem is with Dan Snyder, and I don't understand how he stays in there. Then he turns around and tells everybody, oh, I have dirt on Jerry Jones. I've got dirt on this person. This and that. How oh. have the owners not gotten rid of him? Money talks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wait, wait, just, wait. Before you, before you go any further, keep those guys there because Jerry just keeps – Jerry Jones is too hands-on. He has been since he bought the team. No wonder Jimmy Johnson and him couldn't get along. Yeah. Two powerhouse egos. And Dan Snyder, he's just a buffoon. I mean, yeah. all right, finally got money. the right – Finally got the right coach, but I feel bad for Ron Rivera because sure. that team's just Ron Rivera is too classy for that organization. Oh, yes. sure. yeah, you don't yeah. fit that mold Definitely. of that 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 organization. Nope. It really is a shame. It really is. Ron Rivera, I mean, for how much that guy has had to go through in terms of his cancer battle, like he he really is a true inspiration in the NFL. He's a guy that people will, you know, respect in the NFL. And I don't has Ron Rivera had a ring has he gotten a ring yet? I don't as a head coach. No, no. but he got no. Carolina Super Bowl in twenty fifteen. Yeah. When yeah. they so. lost to Denver. Yeah, so. I mean, it would be great to see him have a winning season, you know, and get a get a ring because I think he deserves right. it. Out of any coach out of, uh, that hasn't had one, he's one of them that actually deserves one, and it would be amazing yeah, to see. Him. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's not going to be with DCU. It, it's no. not going to be no. with DCU. It's no, going to have to be not. if I tell you what, if Pete Carroll decides to step down, I will say that he could the good fit for him would be Seattle. It would be a really good fit for him because he can I rebuild mean, and do things a lot better. He's still young enough that he can he can still. Get that elusive ring that he's been chasing. But when it comes to the commanders, you're not going to do it. I know he came there because he was trying to – he's gotten the respect of the players. I will say that much. He has complete control of the locker room. The players believe in him. But when you have someone that's above you, in, you know, in, inside the luxury box and everything else, how do you come out in the field knowing everything, what Dan Steiner has done, and expect to play all, all lights out? You can't end up on top of – a crappy building that is falling apart. Mm -hmm. So I just don't understand that. But, you know, again, this yeah. is what Roger Goodell does. He's too busy worrying about other dumb things than doing things the right way. So yeah. that's a that's another show for another day, regardless of whatever happens. But anyway, either way, it, it's going to be – it'll be great to see the Eagles taking, obviously, the week off, come back, and hopefully – and I'll say 1-0, not 7-0, hopefully 1-0, and then we can say that there's 7-0. But it's going to be – here on out, and, and when it comes to the fans, because God forbid, God forbid they lose when they come back. Oh, this team sucks. Fire Nick Sirianni. This is horrible. I knew they were going to go to the Super Bowl. Blah, blah, blah. Two wins, and everybody's not going to the games anymore because just it's the way they are. Everybody's riding this high right now. It's a great high to be riding. 
especially with the Phillies being where they are at this point. I'm just home, hoping that people understand that, yes, we would like for them to keep being undefeated. I don't want them to go completely undefeated because then we know the postseason is a complete different beast for everybody, as Aaron Judge saw with the New York Yankees, even though they have moved on and they will play the Houston Astros. So I, I can go on that, that crazy rant forever, but it's okay because we had Sixers going on, we had the Phillies going on, and as we're talking about the Phillies, I had the opportunity of, of talking to Leslie Goodell just before the show and got her input of how the feeling and the atmosphere was like up there at Citizens Bank Park. And uh, Fuji wasn't that far behind because I believe when he passed out, he was like in the bleachers just in the bottom of her. So here's oh Leslie God. Goodell. <laughs> All right. Joining me tonight is the lovely Leslie Goodell, who I had the pleasure of spending time with at Tampa Joe's, which I was completely surprised. And as I looked over at Leslie, I'm like, I'm telling Fuji, I'm like, that looks like Leslie, but I don't want to go up to her because then I feel dumb if it's not Leslie. So it was great hanging out with you for the four hours over there at Tampa Joe's. So thanks for hanging out with us. I do appreciate okay. it. It was, it was great to see a familiar face. We were just trying to find a place to watch the Eagles game. And clearly we found the right place. Yeah, it, it's so much fun there. I would love to do more shows from there, but unfortunately because of the overpowering music and then when Mike is talking all the time, it just drowns out the entire audio. But it's okay. I'll end up getting back there. But listen, I want to start off, first of all, with a video that you shot at Citizens Bank Park because, of course, tonight, Phillies take on the San Diego, San Diego Padres for the NLCS. And who knew that they were going to be in there? So let me switch over to this quick video. And then after video's done, we're going to switch back. Therefore, you can explain to me the feeling that once again, we hope to experience not only now, coming up this weekend, hopefully another eight games from now. So let me switch over to this video here. I have to ask, right, because you've covered many sports in Philadelphia, being a former NBC broadcaster, but the one thing is that you've never had, even though you did have the experience as far as celebrating, but it's the first time without you working to experience any celebration yeah. with everybody else. How was it being in the stands, knowing that the Phillies were going to end up closing out, and you just being there that evening? It was awesome. I mean, my son was three when, and my daughter was five when the Phillies won the World Series. Uh, and you know, even, you know, through their time in the postseason, they weren't really old enough to remember it. And so to be in the stands with my son and daughter and experience it that way. And I got to tell you, sitting in right field, I really enjoyed sitting out there, um, the interaction of the fans. Uh, I've sat all over the stadium. That's not true. I haven't sat up top, but I've sat like all around the stadium you know, through from the Hall of Fame club to, to uh, you know, any of the lower level field seats. But I had as much fun there, not just because of the game and the magnitude of it, but 
you know, just the fans were so into it. And I just, it was a completely different experience for me. And I loved every minute of it. I think it's funny because Ken Rosenthal was talking about during the broadcast as I was listening to it here down here in Tampa, celebrating at home while everybody was celebrating back home in Philly. But he was saying he was actually getting alerts on his phone saying that the noise level in Philadelphia may increase up to 100 he says he's never he's gotten weather alerts before he's gotten you know the child notifications missing seniors he's never gotten something like that so it had to be incredibly loud in order for the city to actually put a message out to south philly to let them know hey by the way the noise might be a little bit louder than usual yeah i think what was um it the noise was amazing but you know back to being in right field like the guy behind us uh, got Matt Olson's home run ball and then threw it back. So literally, they were these the boys right behind us, the young men right behind us. They were so excited, you know, just for that moment. I think we missed an inning all looking at the videos and you know zooming in, and so like all of that was great, but it was loud everywhere. Um, I actually don't feel like my video even captured a fraction of the sound that you heard. Um, it's funny because it was really hot in right field. So I had to go buy hats and um, <laughs> I was actually uh, in the stands for the three run Homer. I mean, in the um, store for the three run Homer texting my kids, which hat do you want? I'm like, Oh my God, I missed the home run. <laughs> I hear the whole stadium were up. So, you know, it was just, it, it, it was just a fun all around fan experience. The noise level, the noise level didn't surprise me. I was there in, you know, uh, 07, 08, 09, well, 07 was uh, um, not a short one, but 08, 09, 10, 11, like the Phillies, they sold out so many games. So I heard the noise levels reach a fever pitch many, many times. So while it reached 100 uh, decibels, I, I would be surprised if they haven't done that before. No, I, I wouldn't either. And I, I've, I've experienced the 1980 World Series when I was 10 years old. I got to experience one in 2008, and I was almost exactly where you were, but the standing room only section, just in the back. The I celebrated that whole entire night, walked all the way up like my dad and I did when the Phillies won the first World Series, ended up walking up to, uh, what was it, right down Center City because the trains at the time didn't run. So we ended up walking, and then we ended up walking back because we forgot that we had actually drove to the ballpark. So we had a end up walking home way back. So that was an experience. But, you know, I, I, I'm not home for this one. I'm missing not being home for this one. But I'm pretty sure it's going to be a great time to celebrate, which I'm hoping they'll at least, at least take one in San Diego. Right. If not tonight, tomorrow night. And I'm hoping that more importantly, it end up happening tonight. But listen, I only got about another minute with you. And, and I want to bring up a tweet here that you put out. And I want to follow up with something else here because you put out here, I think it was a day after, that your son was in the shower and he was singing, of course, dancing on my own. And and I'm still yet to kind of put the pieces together of how the Phillies came about just with this song. I haven't the slightest idea. Remember, I'm the fan here. Like, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Um, but yes, it's funny because my son's over here and I don't know if you just heard you say that, but he, I don't think he even know, knew I put that out. But it was just great to wake up and be like, Okay, this song is this song is awesome, you know. And what I think is awesome about it is that this team, they're younger, right? They're they get social media. They're very engaged in social media. I think that what they have done with engaging with the fans, with the music, and going to Xfinity Live after they won the other night, and and being part sharing this with the fan base 
they're touching the fans personally in ways that no team ever has in Philadelphia. And so I think that's a really cool aspect of this from the music, from the social media, from the, you know, the being at Xfinity Live, like fans are feeling like these guys are within reach and they understand them. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And if your son's nearby, hopefully he can hear this because I figured this would go hand in hand. So I'm going to play this here before we end up exiting out here from uh, as far as you, because I know you're have a busy night, but I want you to hear this and hopefully he can hear this as well. Swing a fly ball, shallow center field. Coming on is Marsh, still coming on. Makes the catch. The ball game is over. The drought is over after 11 seasons. The Philadelphia Phillies are going back to the postseason. Swing and a pop up. Foul, third base side. Sosa racing over. Foul ground. He's under it. He's got it. And the game is over. And the Phillies jubilant pile out of the dugout as they celebrate a win here in St. Louis. And they will advance to the division series to take on the Atlanta Braves. Fastball, hit to left. It is long gone. Harper sends one in the air. Way back to right center. That one's gone. This place explodes. This incredible run, this joyride continues for the Phillies to the National League Championship Series. has Leslie all the feels all the feels that we started feeling starting from 07 to 08 and I can't wait what's going to happen here during the series but Leslie thank you so much for taking the time to come on with me tonight I do appreciate it and let's go Phils of course Angel thanks for having me you're welcome thank you well thank you to Leslie who ended up joining us uh just before the show started, and I know she had a busy night, and I can't thank Leslie enough to come on and explain to how the vibe was and feeling. And everybody knows Leslie Goodell, who did an amazing, amazing job for Philly for Sports, being one of the original anchors of NBC Sports Philly before all the name changes and everything else that went up going on. But it was the first time she was able to enjoy it as a fan versus working. And being there with her son and daughter, I think it made it just a more extra special. So thanks once again to Leslie for joining us this evening. Uh, and you guys can always, and of course, watching this entire replay and listen to the audio download after the show is over. But uh, again, who's you looking at it? We know, we, we know what happened in 07. Jimmy talked about it. We're going to end up winning it in, in 08 as far as winning division. And and who knew that obviously he was going to be right coming and, you know, into 08. And then obviously making that magical run. Then 09 happened. Then after that, a fallout happened. It's been 11 years since all that has happened in Philly. Now being in San Diego, obviously the Phillies are representing out there thick and strong as they should at Petco Park. What are the expectations for games one and two before they bring him back to Citizens Bank Park? <coughs> I mean, I, you know, go out there and split. I mean, I think the Phillies will take the series in six. You know, Wheeler's, Wheeler's coming off a couple pretty good performances. 
you Darvish is not hot right now. He's been knocked around a little. And actually, you know, Kyle Schwerber, I mean, one for 20 with eight strikeouts in the postseason. Bryce Harper, three homers, three doubles in six games. So, you know, Rob Thompson, he's not he's not tinkering at the lineup. He's just letting it go as is. I mean, all is forgiven to Reese Hoskins with that bomb on Friday afternoon. I mean, that mm-hmm. place just that place just blew up like the link yep. in the Eagles touchdown. I mean, it was yeah, I mean the crack of the bat when he stood there and threw that bat down. That was just a statement. We put the we put the nail in the Braves coffin right there. It was done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Book line yeah. and sinker finished. Count the three, put them in the bed, <laughs> take Carolina Braves. Yeah, man. I feel like a WWE yeah, promotion. <laughs> no, it's yeah, absolutely it right because again, you'd have to have all that confidence in the world to be able to do what he did. And and no one, absolutely no one. And I said, because I want to make sure everybody understands this, in the beginning before the season got kicked off, as we talked about it here on the show, I did not pick for the Phillies to win a division, which they didn't. I also mentioned it on Sunday night because I knew they didn't have as far as in the bullpen to be able to get to that next level. But Phillies didn't win the division, but ended up making themselves a wild card winner to be able to make it to the wild card, take out St. Louis, NLDS, Take out Atlanta. We know that obviously the, the Mets took themselves out for the most part. And now here we yeah. are in the NLCS. If we go back to 2008, this is almost like the rendition of 1980 and 08 put together. The feels right now, the way it, it it's going, to me, I believe that we are going to the World Series. And I, and I could be absolutely wrong, and I've never lost love when it comes to the Phillies or anything else when it comes to Philadelphia. But one big thing I will say, this is the feels – that it's feeling like we have the opportunity to represent the East and being yeah. there. And Sean, I could be absolutely nuts, but that is my feeling right now. And and there's nothing I think that will end up changing my mind. I couldn't agree more with you. Just just like Food said, the the bats are just hitting on all cylinders. You got guys that ain't even hitting that are hitting. Like you know, it's playing error free baseball. And the bullpen. Who would have thought the bullpen would have been like this? With yeah. Alvarado, Sir Anthony Dominguez. I mean, right. it's, like, it's like a one-two punch. And Saturday, just like Food said, it sealed the deal, man. I think they let Syndergaard go a little early. I would like to see one more in it. But, hey, I'm not the coach. But all in all, we won the game. And bring on this Padres team. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, Sean, you hit it right on the nail. I mean, you look at uh, MLB Network actually posted a post here on Instagram. If I could pull this up real quick to make sure I get the context of it correctly. Um, they had posted something where it was like teams that started under 500 at the beginning of the season and then what their outcome was at the end of the season. And you look at it, and it was the Florida Marlins, the Phillies, and then the Houston Astros in 05. They all went 21 and 29. They all made it to the the World Series. Or they all made it to the World Series. I think the only team that didn't win was the Houston Astros. Same thing for the Nationals. 19 and 31. They go on. They win the World Series. This is a Phillies team, man, that's hot right now. And in the postseason, it feels like, especially this postseason, with the way the format is, it feels like being hot is, is kind of right now the good thing right now. And 
as much as I think the Padres have had a great run, I don't really trust the Padres. Like they've had so much stuff that's happened this season. I don't, I think there's too many personalities on that team. I think they clash. And in my opinion, I think the Padres do fall to the Phillies. I'm going to say six as well. I think it's going to be a good series. I think the Padres do have bats as well, but I, I just think, I think the personalities and the, and the egos, if you will, of some of the players that are on the Padres, I think they clash too much. And I think the Phillies have artists. They're just nailing it right down. Right. They're, they're nailing, they're nailing, offensively right now they're they're one of the best offensive teams in in the playoffs right now so i I think the phillies are going to be in the world series this year i i I actually do like that and they're going to be a fun team to watch in the world series whoever they play going going back to that cardinal series i -hmm. mean this team was i don't know they just owned the cardinals when they were down two nothing and came back score that little dribble went went through like to me, there was like this team didn't get down at all. Like, like Rob, like when Rob Thompson took under took over this team, being under five hundred, you know, it just seemed like you know they were, well, they went thirty and twenty without Bryce Harper. You know, they mm-hmm. had a little, they had a little skid in Arizona, San Fran, but yeah. you know they were winning these games, you know, down the stretch. But you know, they just peaked at the right time, like. To me, I just think this team's just relaxed. Everybody's picking each other up at the mm-hmm. right time. You know, everybody's clicking on all cylinders. You got yeah. you got a great nucleus, and Rob Thompson's yep. driving this ship to the promised land right now. Yeah. What's great is what's great is too is to see the younger guys step up as well. See oh, guys Stott. like Alec Boehm, Bryson Stotts, a, a stud, uh, Matt Veerling, one of a good friend of mine, personal friend of mine as well. Like it's cool to see these guys. You know who, especially Angel. You know who have played with the Clearwater Threshers and are now succeeding with this Phillies team. Like personally to see these guys play and perform well for this uh, Philly Mm -hmm. squad is, is awesome to see. And, and this team has a lot of fun, young talent. Uh, What is it? Sosa has been hitting the ball very well as well. I've been, I mean, it was a phenomenal pickup from uh, St. Louis. Dave Dombrowski walked him away for Jojo Romero. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's been a it's been a it's been a, a lot of guys who have really stepped up at, at you know certain points in in the playoffs and even during the season. It's been a really fun year to watch some of these younger guys really step up for this team. Yep, also, you have. got also you got the Nola brothers. I mean, that's another interesting yeah. scenario. Yeah, and then then you go back to 2019 with the Bryce Harper, Manny Machado sweepstakes. That's another yeah. you know crossroads thing with the series so yep. got a lot of got a little 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 history and similarities with both with the series coming up yeah you got one soto one soto and harper they're former teammates you know and now they're <laughs> battling against each other i mean that's a big yeah, storyline exactly. as well you know All two right. top players in baseball are going to be going at it so you know, it's uh, it's gonna be a fun gonna be a fun fun series definitely for sure and and both teams you know both teams i mean they want to get to the next i mean you know, the Padres haven't been to the NLCS in over, you know, 25 years. It's been 98. Yeah, 98 was the last time this team. Yeah. So they lost you know, both the Yankees. Team, it's really, and, and and I was going to say, both teams are underdogs. If you think about it in the playoffs, they were five and six seeds heading into the playoffs. I mean, both teams peaked at the right time when they needed to, but they were underdogs. If you think about it, heading into the postseason. Oh, you're right. I mean, Braves, a hundred and some wins Dodgers. Over a hundred wins. I mean, yeah, it speaks volumes. Yeah. Knocking off the two big dogs. Yeah. I mean, defending world champion Braves too. I mean, it's hard to repeat, but yeah. Who would have thought of six and a fifth seed playing against each other? Like, right? Wow. You know, 
Yeah. Just against all odds. And it's it's just amazing. And just like Angel said, I think it's something special with this team there that is. we you know we we go that that route to the World Series. Awesome. I was gonna say. Awesome. I was gonna say. Think if they have to play Houston in the World Series, or you know, if they play Houston in the World Series, it'll be a rematch from when we clinched in in that that week in Houston. It'll be a rematch oh, okay. against the Houston Astros, and I know Houston's on a different level. They've been one of the most consistent teams in in the playoffs, and you know they've made it to like what five or they say like six championship series in the last six years, which is yeah. incredible. And yeah, that's five a great out of run. six. That's a great run. That's a really it good is. run. So. You know, it's going to be interesting to see what this Astros team may if they end up beating the Yankees. But either either series, whether the Phillies if the Phillies make it to the World Series, whether they play the Astros or the or the Yankees, it's going to be a fun series. Oh, absolutely, yep, that's for sure. And and don't forget also, obviously, the Sixers again start off their season tonight out in Boston. Yep. Currently, the Flyers are losing two nothing. I still believe, Sean, if that's correct. No, it's two one. Scott Lawton just scored. All right, for the so Flyers, the Flyers two, are going to hope to end up coming back here. Yes, Fuji? Sixers update. Sixers, Boston's up 40 to 39, seven minutes left in the second quarter. That's okay. I have no doubt that the Sixers are going to pull off that win. They know that. Wait, Boston's hold on, gonna... hold on. Wait, Larry had a question about if no, the I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Man. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. You can forget about the Larry nonsense. So I'm not even doing <laughs> oh, that. Come on. But regardless, regardless, oh, I believe the Sixers end up coming back only because mm. if you go. Even though the preseason a whole different, you know, it's a whole different beast. It's four zero. That's great. Yeah. But the Achilles heel has been Boston, and if they can pass Boston this season, I think the Sixers can ride that wave between with the Phillies. And the Eagles are doing at this point because we know the NBA season's long, just like in the NHL season. But I believe I believe they're only making it long. So before we end the show, I'm going to bring, of course, the Sixers hype video as they are currently playing. So I end up watching this, wrap it up, and then we will start watching some post-game baseballs. Yeah. Philly is a team that addressed their off-season needs. Philadelphia will be mentally tough enough to handle what's coming this season. Get out, get out. We have to really go out and prove to ourselves how good we can be. This is a we season, not a me season. This season is going to be all about us. Every single guy has to be a star in his role. Each player can give up himself to the team. We're going to be successful. We've got guys who've proven themselves to be competitors for years, and just to see how far we can push each other will be an exciting journey. Here's Joel with a spin, puts it up and in. Everybody has the same mindset and mentality. You know you got to sacrifice, because if you don't sacrifice, you won't win. Great ball movement by the Sixers. Tyrese what a great showing by Philly. Perfect 4-0 in the preseason. All of us from top to bottom, everyone in this organization is excited and ready to get this thing going. And here come the Sixers. It's going to be one of the best seasons we've seen here in Philly. Together on three, one, two, three. Together. Oh, his ball handling is completely improved. <laughs> it went past your head. It sure did, but regardless... We thank everyone for tuning in once again from overseas, stateside, South America, and everywhere around the world as we are the most interactive podcast out there in America. We can't do it without you guys. Please visit 
broadstsouth.com, broadstreetsouth.com. You guys can Google it, and it'll take you out to our website. You can catch up with our latest episodes. You can see all of our social media profiles. And again, like and subscribe to our YouTube page, which, again, helps bring more great content to the show. I can't thank, of course, my producer enough over at Studio B and for the guys here around the table, Sean, Dylan, and yes, the Godfather coming back tonight. Again, everybody just take note. It is what? Uh, October 18th, currently at 8.31 p.m. Because you may not see him again until, I don't know, maybe after Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. I don't know. You may not see him. So just in case you don't see him, make sure you say your comments, wave hello, whatever else you end up doing. But it's great to see Bougie back. But nonetheless, great to be we back. hope that Thanks everyone... Thanks for everybody tuning in. Great yes, to be sir. back on Broad Street South. Let's go Bills, Sixers, Flyers, and go Birds. That's right. Go Birds. And we hope that everyone enjoys the game tonight. Enjoy the series. Get that, just get Let's that go, thing man. off the screen. Go magic, can you, baby. Let's can you go. mute him and delete him off the screen? <laughs> yeah, off I'll, I'll delete him right now. Delete him. <laughs> <laughs>